Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories, Season 2, Episode Something. Uh, today, I have with us from ISPI, Corey Zimney, uh, an expert in pain science and manual therapy. And he's got a story for us today. Thanks, Erson. Um, thanks for the introduction. I'm not sure I would say I'm an expert in anything, but I appreciate the thought. Uh, but actually, when you talk, mentioned pain science, I guess that's kind of where my story uh, kind of revolved how I got into the world of trying to dive and understand just a little bit more about this thing that we call pain. Uh, it happened to me back, uh, oh geez, I don't know, it was probably at least 10 plus years ago, or about 10 years ago, because that's when I kind of got into trying to figure out pain a little bit more. But uh, back before my kids got too old, I used to enjoy Fridays after work. Um, uh, I was working in an outpatient clinic uh, associated with a hospital, and Fridays after work was the time that I used to just love to go golfing. Uh, so during the summer, uh, Friday afternoons after I got off work, I would head to the golf course, and typically not a lot of people out there, so it was just my chance to um, unwind a little bit from the week. And so this typical week, um, it was a beautiful June day. Uh, it was one of those perfect days uh, in Iowa where, I'm, where I live at. I'm uh, just perfect, probably about 85, no humidity, just very light little breeze. And so I'm looking outside all day long and just can't wait till five o'clock rolls around so I can get to the golf course. And um, as story goes, I have a four o'clock appointment. Uh, it's a new patient. Uh, and all of a sudden about 410, uh, still nobody's showing up in the weight room. So I'm getting pretty excited thinking I am not going to, you know, I'm going to get to the golf course early. And about 415, as I got my computer shut off and all packed up, ready to walk out, I hear, Sorry, I'm late, but I finally made it. So I put the computer back on and, and wait for her to fill out her paperwork. Uh, after about 20, 25 minutes, and she's still not, the secretary's still not calling me back. I step out, and she's still working away on her um, pain diagram as she's coloring it in further and further. And I start to get a little worried if I'll ever be able to get to the golf course. But um, so eventually get her back to the it's treatment taken her, It's taken her 15 minutes to fill out the pain diagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was a nice little, yeah, drawing and needed more ink and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure a few of us have seen a couple patients like that. Um, and so I finally get her back to the treatment area and the, the hospital I was in, it was typical old style community based hospital. So, you know, we had curtained areas. Uh, it was an older part of the hospital and stuff. So, but get her back into the, the treatment space. And so I start taking her history and, she kind of tells me how, you know, she just had recently um, got this job um, and she hurt her back um, yesterday on, on, on Thursday. And, and she was very nervous, very worried because um, she had just gotten this job um, starting on Monday. Um, you know, she got hired for it, started Tuesday, worked Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, she gets Fridays off because she has to work on Saturdays. So, um, she's really nervous that she's not going to be able to go to work on Saturday because of her, you know, her back pain bothering her. She tells me that, you know, I've been homeless for many months, but since I got this job, I was able to get an apartment without a down payment because I had a job at a low income, uh, housing type development. So all of a sudden my worries about getting a golf course seemed a little bit lower on the worry scales when I started to hear her story about worried about being kicked out of an apartment and being homeless again, because she might lose her job. 
But so go through, uh, do the evaluation and nothing, you know, remarkable stands out, you know, just a simple, she'd lifted a heavy crate at work, just a simple strain, nothing, no big deal. Um, you know, so I'm going through the history and keep asking her questions. And I said, well, you know, you know, you wrote here on your history sheet, you've injured your back before, you know, what things have happened. She kind of explained similar kind of occurrences. And I said, well, what did you do for treatment for it? And she said, oh, I always got ultrasound. Ultrasound always helped immensely for me. And so I'm thinking, well, okay, that's, that's great. We can consider that. And I said, well, you, you kind of stated that your back hurts basically from your tailbone all the way up to, up to your hairline in your neck, you know, so is that how it occurred before? And she said, oh, yeah, it's always been kind of the entire back, both sides. Um, and I said, well, they did ultrasound. What area did they do the ultrasound to? And she said, well, the entire back. And I'm thinking, <laughs> holy crap at least to try to be somewhat evidence-based. It's only twice the size of the sound head. So I'm looking at that going, it's going to be midnight before I could get done right. technically that, that, doing it. That would take a long time to actually get a therapeutic dosage or what is considered a therapeutic. I don't even really remember what is considered a therapeutic yeah. dosage at this point, but yeah, that would take a while. Right. So, so now I'm really thinking, oh, what the hell? How am I going to do this? Thought, Anyhow, well, ultrasound, who cares, as long as she believes in it, right? Um, so I thought it's not going to harm anything. So I figure, well, we'll do a little bit of ultrasound and then I'll teach her some exercises and um, life should be good. So get her up onto the table and put on the old magic gel, start slopping her on there and stuff. And I recognize, obviously, I can't quite reach to the top of her head where she wants it to. So I just kind of give the machine a little bit of tug. And like I said, this is an older part. So you actually had to plug the machine in outside of the curtain space. Um, and obviously, as I stretched and pulled the machine forward, and I just keep pushing along the ultrasound gel and stuff down and Kind of not really thinking much about life, just thinking, hopefully I can get done with this soon to get to the golf course. And after a while, I'm thinking, this seems like the longest 10 minutes of my life. And I look over at the machine to see how much time is left. And of course, it is just blank. When I <laughs> tug the machine up, I obviously unplugged it. So now I'm with the old dilemma. What the heck do I do now? And I'm thinking, dang, I guess time's up. <laughs> so I <laughs> proceed to wipe off the gel and stuff. And I get her off the table. And I said, well, how can you move now? Well. During the evaluation, she could maybe bend 5, 10 degrees, just fearful of movement, hardly could bend forward. You know, pain was about an 8 on the scale, on the 0 to 10 scale. So gets off the table. I said, well, how can you bend now? And she reaches down. She gets to about mid-shin. And she goes, yeah, it's just a little bit tight, but, oh, it is so much better. And I said, well, what's your pain level at? As I'm sitting there just absolutely amazed that my unplugged ultrasound could have such an effect on range of motion. And she said, well, my pain's probably only about a two now. That ultrasound always seems to do the trick. And, and it was at that point, after I taught her a few exercises, sent her on her way and stuff, that it really got me to realize you can't just placebo effects. Does that happen with everybody? No. Um, I don't unplug ultrasounds on a regular basis. I even don't use ultrasound very often. Um, but, but it really kind of was just at that time when I was really trying to understand pain, and it just really kind of hit home just the power of belief and, you know, what our treatments may or may not be doing. And, and, and so it was just one of those moments in time that I think really um, has stuck with me um, since that moment as far as how many other things do I do that maybe are were like that unplugged ultrasound, you know, and I mean, obviously we'll never fully know because um, each person is so unique and different, but, but that's probably one of my, one of my more favorite stories was my unplugged ultrasound uh, in significant recovery. And like I always tell everybody, 
don't worry, I did not charge ultrasound, um, but I did charge manual therapy using instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization. I figured that was probably the most appropriate to get such a good result. So <laughs> absolutely, yeah, a lot of a lot of skin contact and skin scraping there. Right, I figured why not, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If I could somehow make the edge vibrate or something like that, just for a little bit more input, I think that it would it would have a little better effect, right? Yeah, exactly. So the moral of the story is patient's positive expectation uh, really can can change outcomes. And if, if someone comes in for your to your office and asking for a particular treatment, if you actually have that treatment, like in my office, if they asked for ultrasound or e-stem, they'd be kind of out of luck. But, you know, if they prefer manipulation or, they, or they've had whatever in the past, and, and uh, you should probably consider it if it's part of your toolbox and you are comfortable explaining it well and, and um, you know, it just builds therapeutic alliance, yep. I think. Yeah. So. And that's why people, you know, like always ask, like, even with exercises, you know, well, what have you exercised? Oh, I used to do yoga a lot. Yeah, yoga is probably the best exercise you can do. Let's let's get you back going with that, you know, or else and then the next person comes in. Well, what do you used to? Well, I really like Pilates. Yeah, I think Pilates might be your best choice. You know what? That's... I think um, people don't like to hear it, but when when I share my Facebook or in my courses that it the way research is going is that the exercise doesn't matter and the treatment doesn't matter, um, and they all kind of get good outcomes as long as the patient's nervous system is in the right state. Yeah. Um, that's not what people want to hear, but in the end, I think the thing that you can do to best improve your outcomes is to just find out what motivates the patient, um, connect with them, and uh do something novel, right? Yep. yep. That seems like in many ways, you know, I mean, obviously, yes, there's certain times that certain strengthening needs to be done in specific areas and things like that. But, yeah. but in many, many cases, yeah, I think it's more so like you said, just getting them to adapt to something that's different, something uh, that they feel safe with and progressing them and getting them active again. All right. So that was a great story. Um, you know, if they want to learn more, uh, take some of your courses or just find you in social media, where do they find you? Um, so yeah, I teach with uh, International Spine and Pain Institute. So um, usually a lot of the, the pain science, the neurodynamics and the therapeutic neuroscience education and also help out with our um, therapeutic pain specialist um, program that we run with EIM. Uh, and social media wise, um, at ZimniKJ um, on Twitter is probably the most common place that you might see me. I'm, I'm kind of in and out. I'm not one that's there. Uh, I'll come in for a comment or two, and then you might not hear from me for a while. But uh, and those are probably the <clears throat> primary places. Um, or if anything directly, if you wanted to, you can always. I'm always open to having people send me emails. It's just uh, Corey K O R Y dot Zimney Z I M N E Y at USD uh, dot edu uh, where I teach at. So great. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. And also, um, I want to thank you for contributing to the blog. Um, he. Corey does also contribute to the manualtherapist.com where you can find me, your host, uh, one of your hosts of Untold Physio Stories, Urson Religioso. Uh, thanks for your reviews. Keep them coming. Uh, please give us a five-star review on iTunes if you like us. And um, like our Facebook pages, Shane Physiotherapy and Modern Manual Therapy. Have a great day.